This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, SFFEA listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Sharifa Williams, recording February 11th, and today I'm talking about some performers of science fiction and fantasy. But before I get to my picks, I'm going to tell you about today's sponsor, which is Book Riot's new merch. Calling all book nerds who love the viral word game that's sweeping the internet, that's me for sure, start with P-A-G-E-S. Nope, but there is an S. Okay, how about C-O-M-I-C? Nope, but you're getting warmer. You're sure to get it in less than six. Rock out with our new gear for word nerds, including t-shirts, mugs, and more. Visit bookriot.com slash merch to buy yours now. I just played that game this morning and definitely did not do well, uh, but I still love it and I love our new merch, so definitely check that out uh, if you also enjoy that game. So today I'm going to be talking about a couple of performers, and the first one I want to talk about is in Amberlow by Lara Elena Donnelly. So this is a super glamorous, gritty spy thriller set in an alternate history. It's in the 1930s, and it gives like serious cabaret vibes, and you'll see why. It's it's very like obvious that it, it gives cabaret vibes, and I love cabarets, so I love this book. It has a scrappy group of performers. It also has the creep of rising nationalism and deeds done in the shadows. So Amarillo City is part of this cosmopolitan Jeddah, and the city hosts this amazing resident performer who's also my favorite character in this book, Aristide Macrocosta. And Aristide is the MC of the city's celebrated nightclub. It's called the Bumblebee Cabaret, a place I wish I could visit, but it's fictional. And he's also the epitome of glamour. He's a queen of queens. He uses charisma and fabulousness. Just amazing. And he is also involved in some dangerous underground activities, um, including smuggling at a time when there's this radical group called the Ospies on the rise. And the Ospies are fomenting this nationalistic sentiment, and they're basically trying to enforce socially conservative rulership over Jeddah's four municipal governments. Um, and of course, that does not vibe with a lot of people. It does not vibe with Aristide or anybody at the B. And then enter Cyril DePaul, who's the spy who worked against the Ospies until his cover was blown, and then he made a deal with the enemy to save his skin. Complicating matters even further, Cyril is Aristide's lover. 
Not only has he become an enemy to his own beliefs, he's become a threat to Aristide and everybody else like Aristide who really does not um, fall under this socially conservative mindset. And um, Aristide, of course, also deals on the side and he smuggles refugees. So lots of danger. And the story is one big knot that begs to be untangled with Cyril trying to do what he does best as a master spy to get himself out of this, you know, deep water. And trouble is getting ever closer to Aristide and the bee and everybody there. And then there's Cordelia Lehane, who's another uh, character in this amazing cast, who's a dancer at the Bee and also a runner for Aristide. She gets thrown into the mix, becoming Cyril's one ally in the know. So this whole story just kept me turning the pages, terrified of the outcome for these characters I grew to care about. And on the whole, my biggest concern was for Aristide, who, in my opinion, is the shining light of this story on and off the stage. Aristide is kind of almost too cool. He can't let the Ospies or anything else worry him. He's very cavalier in that way. He does what he wants to do with whom and however he wants. And, you know, that's what makes him an amazing MC, performer, and character you can't help but love. So I'd say if you love drag, the nightlife, spy fiction, thrillers, and of course, glam, this one is for you, and also it's the first book in a completed trilogy with an e-bundle, uh, the Amberlow Dossier, that includes all three books. So again, I've been talking about Amberlow by Lara Elena Donnelly. With my next pick, I'm returning to an old favorite. I wanted to talk about a performer in The Prey of Gods by Nikki Drayden. And I wanted to talk about this character because I think when I've talked about The Prey of Gods in the past, I didn't really touch on this performer a lot. There are a lot of larger-than-life characters in this book, and it just so happens that this particular character, because there's like an angry demigoddess and all sorts of wild things happening, I just feel like I've I've not given this one character enough of the limelight. And that's sort of funny because she is the one, well, one of a couple of performers in this story, I should say. So let me get to it. So unlike Amber Lowe, The Prey of Gods features this performer I, you might have noticed, did not immediately fall for because mainstream pop icons are, are kind of not normally my thing. But as you get deeper into the story of pop diva Rhea Natrajan, one of a handful of really great characters followed in this bonkers near-future story set in South Africa, you begin to understand how her insecurities about herself and her past have really shaped her as a star and a person. Um, so the story is set in a South Africa where everyone everyone has AI buddies that are leaps and bounds ahead of our current technology. So much so that they are becoming sentient under the noses of humankind. Uh, a South Africa where a demigoddess is sick of her job as a nail technician and her sort of doldrums life, and she's ready to take the world by force and violence. Terrifying. 
and South Africa where a designer drug with the most unexpected side effects is on the rise. So all of these things converge in this story featuring these characters you follow. So yeah, as mentioned, multiple characters are in the story, including another performer, and I don't want to say too much more about that character, and I didn't choose that character to talk about today because it's kind of a spoilery point of the story, so I'm not going to get into it. But there's also a queer teen, a young Zulu child with burgeoning powers, there's a politician, and of course, there's Rhea. So yeah, I I really disliked Rhea at the beginning. She just rubbed me the wrong way. She sort of epitomized the bad side of celebrity, but all of the characters in this story have their problems, and that's what makes them really great complex characters. They're not all, like, perfect. And Rhea is as flawed a person as any of us, uh, even though she seems completely imperfect and, you know, in the same way a lot of celebrities do when you only see the celebrity side of them. They're just, there's there's nothing they can do wrong. Uh, and you can see a lot of today's pop icons in Rhea from the description in the story. She felt very real in that way. And the thing is, she is uber talented. Like, you don't get that far on nothing. And there were moments of hilarity with her as well as heartbreak once she stepped out of the limelight and confronted her past and herself. So once we got to see her as a person who has, like, a whole backstory and we learn about her family and where she came from and more about her not as a star but as a very human person, and as she confronts this herself, her story really develops, and who she is as a character really develops. So she ultimately became a really important piece of the, the puzzle in this story, and like the rest of Drayden's novel, she presented an unexpected and well-crafted storyline. So I wanted to revisit that book so that I could talk about Rhea a little bit more than I have in the past and give her her little moment in the spotlight. So again, I've been talking about The Prey of Gods by Nikki Drayden. And that's it for my picks for the performers of SFF. SFF Yeah! is sound edited by Caitlin Brame. Many thanks to her for making us sound great each and every episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can email us at sffyeah at bookriot.com. And if you have a moment, please review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us, and we love to hear what you think about the show. You can find me online on Instagram at Williams. That's S-Z-A-I-N-A-B Williams. And until next time. Bye.